Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Kenner Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is Colleen. And we're here Hello. to pick up after the desperate revival, Colleen. We had a week to let things sink in, and now we're continuing with the significant music box. <laughs> yeah, not just any old music box. It's significant, yeah. This originally aired June 12th, 2000, and the Conan Tent, which I'm sure you've remembered these past two weeks, is Haru do. Yokoi, sure. which is the Japanese song. And Conan says, the melody lingering in her heart brought upon a strange investigation. So before this episode begins, we get like a a big like recap of the desperate revival as if this is like connected to it in <laughs> any way and it's totally not no only what the first minute or two yeah that's right and then there's a there's a segment in like the second episode where conan looks at ron like longingly and then he's like i should have said something on our date and that's like okay <laughs> yeah so i do appreciate tiny um ties to the last arc but uh, yeah kind of it, <laughs> it's unnecessary almost but i still appreciate it the episode starts with Conan asking Hybera for the antidote again but Hybera says she can't give it to a deducting maniac who can't hold himself back she says he can't use underdeveloped medicine for extended periods of time anyhow as there's a real possibility of death and that they need the, and that they need the drugs data for a full antidote. And Colleen's like, "Well, why doesn't Hybera just take the antidote? We don't care if she dies." Hybera's <laughs> a woman of science, and she already said that she, she wouldn't take it. Professor Agasa then picks up the detective boys. Do they even? <laughs> they get like three lines here. They're very uh. They're very quickly thrown out of this episode, which is funny. <laughs> Just continuing to insert the detective boys wherever. Yeah, they're going to an indoor pool, but Conan declines, saying he still has a small cold. Conan get again. Conan very then gets important. back to the. Conan then gets back to the detective agency, and he hears the song "Haru Yokoi." It's from a music box that a client of Kogoro's has brought. Conan says there are notes missing from the music box, and the client is introduced as Haruna Yuki, who is searching for a pocket bell buddy named Shugo. So pocket bell is basically like a a pager, but instead of numbers, you do get the full messages. You get the text, uh, unlike the older pagers. Mm-hmm. Very hip. So, Colleen, you're oh, a, totally. a senior citizen. Do you remember using your pocket <laughs> bell? Um, yeah, I didn't have one, so obviously I wasn't cool enough. All right, I've Googled pocket bell, so I guess this is a real thing, a real product. So, apparently, the launch of the pager known as the pocket bell marked the, bor- the birth of texting and mobile communications in Japan. Okay. So in Japan, do we know if this was a North American thing as well? I don't think with a pocket bell came over here. Oh, okay, this is cool. <laughs> um, so I'm reading this <laughs> article. 
Um, from Japan Daily, and apparently back in the old pager days, if you sent four three seven seven zero eight one seven six four, it would say, "Hello, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Somebody try it. If they have a, if you have a pocket bell at home. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to get where they go to the pocket bell. All right. So yeah, the pager codes were the first thing, and the pocket bell released, um, and that's when they could get full uh, characters here. Pocket bell, oh, man. They only mentioned pocket bell once. This is this article for being the number one hit of pocket bell <laughs> does not go very deep into <laughs> the pocket bell uh, mythology here. Oh, there's a Wikipedia page. There you go. Uh, pocket bell was. Created by Philippine Wireless. So it was first introduced in the Philippines. Uh, okay, that's all I got. Alright. <laughs> and that's about more, it. More you know. But yeah, they're they're pagers, but you could actually type on them. Unlike that weather case we had, which was ep- which is episode one twenty three of the anime. I just know that offhand. Yeah, <laughs> you're that good. I would think a pocket bell is maybe a little bit more useful than a pager, but what do I know? For sure, for sure. Um, And it turns out that Haruna met Shugo three years ago by randomly entering a number on her pocket bell after feeling lonely at school. The person, after she introduced himself, uh, after she introduced herself, the person replied saying his first love was also named Haruna, and they quickly became friends with him, uh, giving her advice. So it's kind of like a, there's a phenomenon now where it's like, you type in, like, your phone number, but you, like, change the let, the last number, like, up one or, or down one, and you're, like, numbered neighbors or something i don't know people do that apparently i don't know if people do it people (laughs) say they do it that's a that's something so maybe you can find your number neighbor calling (laughs) what do i say okay you want to be my number neighbor and they'll be like who the heck are you f off (laughs) then they just block you yeah so there you go find your number neighbors might lead you to a mysterious case involving a music box. You never know. You never know. Um, that would be the better case scenario than what I just described. Kenan suggests sending Shugo a message asking to meet up. However, she says that she has Shugo's pocket bell now. She says that last Christmas she arranged a meeting with him at Shibuya Station and asked you uh, because she was going to leave school due to some financial issues. However, he never arrived, and she spotted a bag with his pocket bell in it and the music box there. There's also a note that said this is a very valuable music box. Use it to pay for your schooling, and don't give up on your dreams, Haruna. Haruna says she wants to return the music box to its owner, and when she appraised it, it was said just to be a broken old music box. She's also received a number of odd pocket bell messages lately, asking her to go places, but she's scared so she doesn't comply. She also received a message that said cat burglar over ten times. <laughs> That's a pretty scary thing. I don't blame her for trying to get help from a private detective. Cat burglar. Cat burglar. 
Kind of suggests that they look at the broken pins on the music box's drum. He says they were forcefully removed, so it must be some sort of message. Ron says the missing notes are Mo, De, and Rue. Kogro puts it together as model, and Kanan says Takagi should be able to help them find the person's address since they have the pocket bell number. And sadly, Takagi does not make an on-screen appearance. Poor Colleen doesn't get to see him. But he does help them, and they then drive over to Shugo's house. While Shugo didn't answer the phone, they did talk to members of his family. They arrive, and they're greeted by Ogata Kazuko, the female head of the Ogata family and the daughter of Shugo. Her son, Shiru, then greets them and says Haruno was the pillar of Grandpa's heart. So it turns out that Shugo passed away and died at the end of last year. Kegger asks if Shugo was a model, and Kazuko's like, <laughs> what? And she then asks to see the music box. Sunio, who is Kazuko's husband, then enters and says that his mother always played Haru Yokoi, the song that the music box is playing. He reveals that his mother died three years ago and that her name was also Haruna. So, uh, there's kind of sweet story here of this elderly man, uh, helping out Haruna, which was a, a sweet little story. This, this, for, you know, an anime original, there's a lot of, like, nice little heart here. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, yeah, because he's not, like, there's no ill intentions here at all. It's really... Oh, sorry. It's not an anime original. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. <laughs> that's why it has heart. It was written by that hack, Shoyama, so I apologize. Yeah. The, the hack has heart. Kagura is surprised that somebody of Shugo's age had a pocket bell. It's then explained that they gave it to him in case of an emergency, as he liked to take walks late at night. Wait, what are He's you surprised laughing about? And yet Old Kogoro... people need it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean... No, I'm just laughing. Kogoro was surprised that um, he had a pocket bell, but yet the, he thought that Shugo was the model that we were referring to. Well, you know. Well, he's old. Old people could have been models when they were young. Think about it. Of course. But, like, Kogoro's open-mindedness just, like, falls short here. Sunio... <clears throat> Sunio then asks if something was inside the music box. That's when the first son, Minoru, says that they're looking for a stamp from a group of four that is worth 200 million yen. Minoru alleges that Haruna is trying to find it, and then he leaves. His father explains that his son's company isn't doing so well, so he's in a bad mood, and he invites Haruna to dinner. So we have uh, some family feud here going on. They're all looking for this stamp, Colleen. Who knew stamps were worth so much? Do you collect stamps? Are you a stamp collector? Um... It's kind of a funny question for me because I'm not actively collecting them, but I do have a few stamps. Like, I don't know. I never thought of myself as a collector, but uh, I guess I started a little collection and I just never grew it. How many do you have? Oh, I I probably wouldn't be able to say. Like, a few hundreds of them. What? You're, you're, you're acting like, oh, you know, I have a couple. 
I never really grew it into a collection. And then it's like, how many stamps do you have? Like, uh, 5,000. You know. <laughs> but I could not tell you anything about them. Maybe only, like, the Zodiac. Like, I have a Chinese Zodiac set. That's, like, all I can say. I don't really know anything about any of the other ones. Okay, so... Colleen, the world's worst stamp collector. <laughs> that is such an accurate title. After dinner, Kogoro complains about Haruna getting badgered with questions and they're apparently staying the night since it started to rain. He says everyone in the family besides Shiru are strange and Conan shows Kogoro that Shugo died on December 6th, but she received the music box on Christmas, which means somebody else gave her the music box. Ron and Haruna are about to go to bed when they see it become bright outside their door, and they then see the shadow of an old man with a cane running, which is like the most ridiculous visual. Because if he has a cane, he's not going to be able to run. Right. Thank you for pointing that out. It also is such like a cartoony, like Hansel and Gretel type of silhouette. Like, I don't know how anyone thought that was an actual person, but hey. It's for the show. Yeah, it's very funny because, like, it's there's no running animation. It's just this guy, like, gliding <laughs> through the air. Yeah. Yeah, it's real goofy. Ron screams when she sees it, and the Kegara checks, and he's like, Nobody's there. You're such a weirdo, Ron. And the rest of the family runs <laughs> there. kid are you? Kegura explains that his daughter saw a weird shadow. Kazuka says there was a similar situation before, but there shouldn't be anybody else in the house. They then hear a noise, and they go to take a look. That's when they find a bloody Minoru in the room, and Haruna receives a message on her pocket bell that says, I've been waiting for you, Haruna. What a creepy message, Colleen. Yeah, and I, and I thought Cap Burglar was bad. Ron wonders if it's Shugo, which Kegura says is ridiculous, because he's dead. Plus, they have to focus on the murder at hand. And that's when Minoru is like, I'm not dead. I'm t- I just have a head wound that nobody's helping me with. <laughs> and it turns out that he got hit in the head with a kodo, which is a very large musical instrument. Uh, all of a sudden. He then alleges that Haruna hit him with it, but Conan says everybody was in Ron's room when they heard the noise, so it couldn't have been any of them. Conan's surprised that Minoru didn't see the culprit, as the wound is on his forehead, so he was hit in the front. However, he says it was too dark, and Conan's like, So what were you doing in a dark room, huh? And Minoru's like, Damn, the kid got me. But Kogoro interrupts and he's like, Conan, you idiot. Minoru probably felt a presence in the room and came in. Then when he was about to turn the light on, someone hit him with the coda, right? And Minoru's like, yeah, that. Totally. Yup. <laughs> Kogoro's very bad at his job. It was kind of frustrating. Very bad. It was just, like... It was super frustrating to watch it, too. As for the strange message, Kogura bets that Haruna made plans but just forgot about them, and one of her friends is simply waiting for her. And Haruna's like, 
I don't have friends. That's why I was texting this 80-year-old man. <laughs> oh. Keggers is the elderly. Any other pocket bell friends? No, she only had Shugo. Keggers says the elderly man was most likely his daughter's imagination as well. After all, she's often scared of ghosts. Even though he tells the wife to call the police, as someone else was in the house and attacked Minoru. Conan wonders if somebody was hiding in the room, as nothing in the room seems searched. There also, this also isn't Minoru's room, so he doesn't know why he was there. And how did the culprit knew? Uh, how did the culprit know that somebody was there? Additionally, why was the Kodo used? And what secret is the music box hiding? So Conan has. A lot of questions and not many answers as part one ends here. <laughs> well, thank goodness Kogro's around because he has all the answers, apparently. He does, and he'll... But they're all answers that make zero progress with the case. <laughs> he, he just keeps everything a mystery somehow, despite having answers for everything, which is quite the unique skill set for Kogoro. <laughs> The next Conan's hint is Electric Fan. Conan says, next time is my dreaded music tangle. And then we have somebody singing very poorly, and he sings the song. He sings Secret of My Heart in English very beautifully. I'm I'm hopeful that that was Takagi Wataru, <laughs> because it was so It funny. might have been. And so, Colleen, what do you think about part one here of the significance of the significant music box? Um, I thought it was good. By this point, I was suspicious of uh, Minoru. I think he just may have hit himself to um, make it seem like, you know, he's the victim here and you shouldn't be paying attention to him at all. Um, I mean, turns out I was wrong, but that's okay. Uh. So I didn't quite recall the culprit or the motive, but I did remember the trick. Um, so, yeah. Which trick? I... The one with the coda or the shadow? The shadow. I was going to say, if you somehow remembered a complicated string thing, then I'd be really impressed. <laughs> oh, no. I do... Sorry, I didn't remember the exact details, but, like, I know how what happened like the shadow it, i mean it's and it was kind of you know with the the hint it became really obvious but uh yeah i couldn't for the life of me remember other aspects of the two-parter so um at least there the intrigue was still up for me even though you know i i knew kind of what what was going on with the shadow yeah it's a that's also a kind of an obvious thing, because it's like, how do shadows work? Well, you gotta have a light source, <laughs> and you gotta have something dark that's being shined on it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a solid enough episode. Uh, it is nice that it, even though I was making fun of it earlier, uh, it is nice to have those little tie-ins to the arc that just wrapped up. It makes it feel more important than rather like, oh, just on to the next case. Because this is something that looms, so it should have be in the thoughts of everybody, uh, even though, you know, it's kind of in the background from here on out. Um, the case itself, I thought the family, each character in the family was pretty 
semi-interesting. Like the the mother and father are kind of generic, but uh, I like the two brothers, and uh, you know we we see the fighting family. Although they're not really fighting really that much, they're kind of just you know uh, mysterious, and there's money. But uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, and you know who else I think solid, Colleen? Our patrons. Yes, our lovely Patreon supporters. Shout out to Jeffrey, who uh, we're going to supersize this episode. Supersize Jeffrey. <laughs> you know it. He deserves it. Shout, yeah, shout out to Ryan Self. Uh, shout out to Spencer Young, William Lee, and Big Chief Mason. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. And then uh, let's move on to episode 195, The Significant Music Box Part 2. This aired one week later on June 19th, 2000. Kind of says, a ghost, a pocket bell, stamps, and a music box all connect as one as the case is solved. How excited <laughs> were you, Colleen, oh. to get this pocket bell solution? <laughs> Only Goshoyama could take those four random things and make a case out of it. Um, I was, yeah, I was pretty excited. Like I said, I couldn't remember exactly what was up with all of this stuff going on. So, yeah, um, I was all for it. So the police conduct a search, and there's no footprints or signs of anybody sneaking in. However, the back door was open. Kazuka says the lock is broken, and sometimes it opens by itself. Even if the door was used, there should still be footprints, which there aren't. And then we see a light that shines through the door, and a cop asks a pedestrian to move his vehicle. So, and that's when you're like, oh, so that's the shadow. Okay. Oh, okay. I should have maybe explained myself. Um, I remember how the shadow sort of, like, slid across multiple, like, the wall, I guess, or the few doors. That was part of the trick. Interesting. How did it slide, (laughs) Colleen? Uh, I guess we'll find out in, in due time. After a summary of events, we learned that Kazuko and Sunio were with their son Shiru in the kitchen when Ron screamed. Conan then steps on a hairpin on the tatami, and then we get this very Japanese magic joke where Conan says, ouch, but Kogoro thought he said, look here, and there's some <laughs> confusion, and Kogoro punches Conan as a result. Like, how did that end up with Conan getting punched? Yeah, it just so- it sounds very stupid in a, when you read it out in English, but it was a fun scene. Uh, turns out that the family thought Minoru was in the bath. Uh, the parents were in the kitchen getting yelled at by Shiru, says it was rude to be questioning Haruna so intensely. However, Haruna says she actually didn't mind the questions as she, she got to talk about Shugo and how he got her into stamp collecting, and she also asked to drop by again as uh, she enjoyed the conversation. And Colleen was like, tell me more about these stamps. (laughs) What's the stamp collecting hobby you speak of? There's a few hundred stamps in this collection. Do you 
Do you have a... How many stamps do you have that are worth 200 million yen, Colleen? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get back to you on that after I do some research. Cougar then remembers the 200 million yen stamp and wonders if it had anything to do with the case. Uh, probably. <laughs> a decent bet there. Uh, they then check on Minoru, who says the rare stamps in, his, in Shugo's collection all disappeared. Conan learns that the layout of the rooms... Conan then learns the layouts of the rooms, and Conan goes into the grandparents' room, which is where Minoru was attacked. Conan's still confused by the music box, and he writes out the notes. Ron sees it in his notebook. She winds up filling it out for him, and that's when Conan's like, Look at Ron, I really should have told her, but I didn't, and now I'm sad. Oh, you mean the romantic part of the episode? How is it romantic? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look at her writing these notes. And he's like, oh. Woe is me. I have to wait, what, another 800 episodes before I can confess? I don't even know. Kenna then asks about the three sharps that Ron put at the beginning, and she says that's the key signature. And Conan has his eureka moment. Key signature? Why didn't I think about that? Police leave, and then Kenan figures out everything that happened. However, Kogar yells at him to stop running around and says they're going home. Kenan's like, uh, you know what, I figured something out. And he just points at the ceiling, and Kogar and Ron just look <laughs> up. And then that's when Conan is able to knock out Kogoro with his uh, wrist dart. Kegura then tells Ron to bring everybody into the room and asks her to bring back a black sheet of paper, some tape, and scissors as well. Kegura says there is no thief or ghost, as it was planned by one of them. Kegura brings up that Shugo died before Christmas, and the rest of the family reveals that Shugo was in the hospital since last April, and he could barely move. So somebody else was communicating with her, Colleen. Somebody else was using the bell pocket. Okay, so did this uh, all of a sudden make this sweet little story really sketchy? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, I think with <laughs> I th I thought it was played out nicely. What do you think it was sketchy? Um, no, I think when I first heard about how she contacted someone, they're like, "Oh, hey, my first love was Harna too. Let's." be in contact with one another that was a little sketchy but then as sort of the story developed it, it turned out okay and then of course i compared it to the times we live in now where you can just form online relationships and never see the people so i'm like oh, okay it's basically the same thing so yeah this this whole part where it, it didn't end up being shugo for like the majority of the time that she was in contact with this person. It didn't... Yeah, I, I didn't see red flags necessarily. I mean, it may be considered minor gaslighting, but it's not really... Gaslighting? Me. Come on. Well, well he I didn't mean... have any ill intentions, so I guess I can't call it that, but... He was not truthful you can't about defend, his identity. You can't defend Shinichi and be like, oh, well, he's not doing anything wrong, and then be like, this Shugo was gaslighting this poor girl and using her. Come on. 
No, no, that's right. Like, gaslighting is not the right word for it. Like, it's just... He wasn't being truthful about his identity, but there was no... Um, like, he wasn't trying to get something out of her. So, Kegger says the person that was pretending to be Shugo and put the music box next to her was Shiru, the second son. Uh, and Shiru actually says that Shugo asked him to do it and said... Even after I'm in the hospital, take care of this girl. She's just a, like my Haruna. And she's very lonely. Uh, Shiru wanted to come clean when he saw her at Shibuya Station, but he just couldn't bring himself to do it. He asked how Kogura knew, and Kogura says it was because he placed his hand on Haruna's shoulder and knew it was her rather than Ron, who's about the same age, before they were introduced. So, uh... Crafty eyes there, Koguro. Oh, yeah, Koguro. Um, I love this moment. I love it when the uh, the episode points out things that I totally missed. <laughs> Koguro then tells Ron to turn off the lights, and we see Ken and Shadow run across the paper wall. And Ron's like, Conan, where'd you run off to? And he's like, I'm inside, <laughs> Ron Chan. And she's like, what? And he's like, look, there's a black sheep on in, in my shape. I made it look like my goofy haircut. She's like, wow, that's amazing. And so that means the shadow that Ron saw was just a cutout of an old man. And it was taped to the hallway window that is lit up when a car drives past. Exciting stuff. That whole rendition was absolutely amazing <laughs> just the way that you mimic these characters and how they talk they're a genius Kegura says Minoru was secretly checking at the Koto in the other room after he realized that the song in the music box was what his grandmother used to play on the instrument Kegura says Minoru couldn't turn the lights on due to the culprit's setup and it was, for some reason, he's like, well, I guess I'll lean down and crouch below and search like this. <laughs> and, like, just with his hands <laughs> up. This doesn't make any, like, he, I don't know. I didn't really understand this part. This seemed kind of nonsensical. But anyhow, that's why the kid had dropped from a couple feet and heard him, actually. Rather than just, like, bopped off his head. Did this make more sense to you? I don't get why he was like, and he was forced to... <laughs> get on all fours and look like an idiot searching for the Kodo because there's no lights on. I am I get why he was searching it in that way, but I don't know why he thought that the Kodo was, what, on the floor somewhere? Like, don't they keep it yeah. in a safe place? <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. It's supposed to be this family heirloom. What, they just leave it sitting in the middle of the floor? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to step on it. I better walk around like a crab and search this way. <laughs> uh, so, Kogura says that a long thread was used to drop the Kodo. The center of the thread was hung on the light on the ceiling and pulled through the Kodo's strings, which was then put on a shelf. Both ends of the strings were then pulled through all of the rooms in the house until it was tied to Ron and Haruna's door with a hairpin. The Kodo was then taken off the shelf and let the hang. Once Ron's door was open, the hairpin drops, 
and the Koto Falls. So that's how it was triggered. And it turns out that the culprit was none other than Kazuko, the mother. Were you surprised by this, Colleen? No. After uh, after I stopped being suspect of, um, or suspicious of Minoru, I was like, okay, who could this possibly be? And the only person that came to mind was the mother. But again, I wasn't sure of her Because she's the only woman, right? Right, right, that, that's it. <laughs> See, I believe women, so I was completely shocked. I didn't know, I had no clue who could have done this crime. Oh, okay, so you didn't, you weren't leaning towards any of the family members? Uh, legitimately, like, bit aside, I had no clue. So I was just in it for the <laughs> rut at that point. So I was like you, I thought maybe Minoru was, you know, set himself up or something, but... Yeah, I wasn't suspecting the mother. Uh, so it turns out she didn't want Haruna to find the stamps. She's also the one that sent Haruna the message from her cell phone and removed the old man cutout. It was all meant to scare Haruna and get her to leave. Kind then says the electric fan was used by her to roll the thread. So she like taped it onto it and the thing went in circles and it rolled the thread somehow. Very fascinating. We love the thread <laughs> um, tricks. Always our favorite parts of Conan. Yeah, like the the time that there was a thread um, wound around like the bicycle, like exercise bike pedal. pedal. Yeah. And the guy's just like, it's basically one that, kid must have left it there. Oh, I wonder who did that. And uh, Kazuka says the, that uh, she used her son's... Oh, sorry, go. I love how the husband at one point uh, said something like, oh, how he couldn't believe that his wife could think of such a complex setup. Just like, what a low-key insult. Well, he didn't think his wife could be a, a criminal, you know? Although I guess nobody gets arrested here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it, it, uh, I don't even know what to call it. You're just like, it's just a trick. It's not even a crime. Some hijinks. Uh, so Kazuko says that she used her son's pranks when they were kids as the setup for her trick. And our inspiration for the old man was when guests thought they saw a shadow outside, but it was just some leaves. She said, I got scared of Haruna. She even said that she's collecting stamps. And would love to come again. So, like, Colleen, if you went over there, you would be, like, <laughs> enemy number one. Oh, yeah. Ev evidently. Well, Leslie, they might embrace me with open arms and be like, Here, let us teach you about your stamp collection. And then steal uh, she it. She also fesses up. <laughs> she also fesses up to sending the cat burglar text. Uh, Shiru chides his mother for breaking the Kodo, but she says that's a fake and the real one is in storage. And she mentions that all their finances are burned up. And Shiru says they'll have to sell the music box. However, Haruna's like, uh, that shit's useless. Uh, like that, that music box broken and worthless. It's not worth anything. He's like, what? But Grandpa said it was 200 million yen. And Kegro is there to be the smart man. And he's like, 
Well, the value is in the missing notes, which spell out Ehi using the Aroha perspective. And Ehi is the uh, box of ashes. And the family run towards the ashes, and they just open it up, dump the ashes out. (laughs) They're like, no. Screw you, old man. We got to search inside. And that's when they find the stamps. And they're like, yeah, Banzai. Banzai. <laughs> they're screaming here, Colleen. <laughs> Just a total 180 in Great mood. for them. Oh, yeah, no kidding. These people were like, <laughs> went from attacking each other. This is the, just shows the value of money. When you have 200 million yen of stamps, that'll cheer you up and fix any uh, family issues. Moral of the story, good things do happen to bad people. <laughs> you know, there are four people left in the family, so they each can take a stamp and sell it. So it works out perfectly. Yeah, so everyone wins. <laughs> so Kogar's waking up by them screaming Banzai repeatedly, and they then hug him, and they're like, Who are you, you beautiful bastard? And he's like, um, Kogoromori? And they're like, what? You're a famous detective and you didn't tell us? We could have avoided all this. And Minori's like, I could have not got hit by the Kodo. <laughs> and that was your own that's how the episode kind of ends. Yeah, what do you think about this resolution? Like you said, uh, good things happen to bad people sometimes. I mean, although I, I think Shira is fine, but the rest are kind of dicks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the younger son was fine. Um... Yeah, the resolution was a little bit like, okay, well, no, there's no justice served or anything. Like, they end up with what they were looking for. I suppose it's nice that their family's no longer arguing. I guess that's the the um, bright side to all this. Like, I also but- don't get why the grandfather hid the, hid the stamps at all. Like, did he want his family not to have this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Why do this right. trick? I'm trying to think, like, could it have possibly been tied to Haruna? Like, he wanted her to have the stamps? Because, like, uh, what's his face? Um, Shiro gave her the music box. Wait, I'm even trying to, like, <laughs> go through all the steps of this. Okay, so Shiro gave her the music box, thinking it was valuable. But... Did the grandfather know, like, the grandfather must have set it up so that the music box was a clue to where the stamps were. Like, it wasn't just any, any, someone else. But yeah. So, I mean, I'm not thinking of it logically right now. Maybe there is a a reason why all these um, things were set up the, the way they were. But yeah, it's a little bit questionable why the grandfather <laughs> bothered hiding the stamps or whatever if anything he just seems like his, a dick like, too he's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want my daughter and her family to benefit from me I am I want to be buried with my stamps so after the ending song Shira says he received a present greater than 200 million yen and then he shows off his grandpa's pocket bill. And we learn that he's still talking to Haruna on it. 
And Ron says, ah, it really is spring. And then she starts singing the song as love blossoms between Shiru and Haruna calling. How cute. Yay. We have another case closed Detective Conan couple. (laughs) To never be seen again. That's true. But yeah, I I overall enjoyed this episode. Um, as things started unraveling, you know, I I kept being intrigued and invested. Um, despite the resolution being sort of like a, okay, I guess I'll be happy for them, even though they kind of did despicable things along the way. Well, not all of them, but, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a good two-parter. I also like that it was like a little bit. I think we could have used something like with lower stakes like this after the desperate revival. It was good to have a come down case, just like lower stakes. Nobody was getting murdered. Uh, we kind of just had a, a little fun little hunt for some stamps, you know? It was a relief yeah. not to have like um, five serial killers right after uh, the uh, desperate revival. I feel like we either needed a detective boys case or we needed something like this it was nice to break up the uh pace so yeah i I like this uh it was a solid enough two-parter it's definitely not a classic it's definitely not something like oh i love this but just going from episode to episode it did its worth and it's a a solid episode Mm -hmm. and then the next conan's hand is car boys-esque episode but with uh with kogoro yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the next Cannon's hand is Car, and Cannon says, Next time, Ron gets sharp. And Ron says, There's always one truth. So Ron's going to be the investigator next time around, Colleen. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah. You know how, like, on the Detective Conan World wiki, um, each character... Well, I don't know if they do have this for and any of the characters who solve cases, they keep a count and obviously Conan slash Kogoro have the highest count, but Ron has a count as well, and I think it's like I think she has a few cases on there. So this is the first of a few. And uh yeah, I'm excited. So for here's her. the question though. Do you think she actually solves it? Um <laughs> I think she does, um, but I don't think it's, like, a high-stakes case either. Alright, we'll find out. We'll find out next week. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say Cannon winds up solving it somehow. So, we'll find out. And on the next podcast, we will cover that case, The Invisible Weapon, Ron's first investigation, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and we'll also have a breakdown of some recommendations. Crunchyroll decided eight, 80, uh, Detective Conan episodes. That's episodes like 43 to episode 123. So we're going to have some recommendations for if you, if you're trying to catch up or just want to get some cool new cases now that they're streaming on Crunchyroll. I'm pretty sure some of those old ones you can watch without a sub too. Like, uh, so I think it's just available. It'll be ad supported. So, yeah, that's a great thing that just ha- uh, just went up. Um, yeah, it's great to see those older episodes available for streaming. There's still, like, 600 episodes that are missing from it. And hopefully they continue to do this because, man, the, the uh, 
the fan subs can be rough. So if we can get official subs <laughs> for like everything, it's going to be so nice. And the, the quality is real nice for these country roll. They have a really clean, um, transfer. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, and if you, yeah, you know, uh, if you want to check out the old episodes that we've covered before, most of them are on country roll now. So that's cool. So yeah, that's a big positive. So we'll, uh, give some thought to that next week as well. Yes. <laughs> Say something, Colin. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, you can will. follow the podcast on Twitter at case underscore reopened. And we'll talk more next week. Uh, say the thing, Colleen. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're out. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>